Welcome to Crisio Corner. My name is Bill Benning. I will be your host today for this presentation of Crisio Corner here on WHYF 720 AM, our Catholic radio station here in central Pennsylvania. Let's open with a prayer. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of us your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O oh God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Crisio movement here in the Harrisburg Diocese is active and growing. Crisio Corner is here to provide information and share with you the many positive aspects of the movement. How? By talking with men and women that are members of Crisio and listening as they share what they have experienced as part of the Crisio family. Our goal through conversation, discussion, and witnessing is to give a personal look at what it means to be a Crisiesta, a member of the movement. But Crisio Corner is not just for those that are currently active in the movement. Hopefully those members not currently active will find Crisio Corner as a path back to being active. And finally, those that are hearing the word Crisio for the first time may want to dive deeper into what this movement is all about. Our hope is that everyone listening finds value in the information being presented, as well as the talks we have with our guests. And if you're not a member of the movement and something that is said is of interest to you, please go to our website, harrisburg-crisio.org, for more information. Without further delay, let me welcome our guest for today. She is new to the movement. I have not known Lisa Ritchie for very long, and I'm excited to learn more about her and her path to Crisio. Lisa, welcome to Crisio Corner. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. As we talked earlier, I just wanted to, in the first part of this uh, presentation, we just want to talk about your background a little bit, find out a little bit uh, what makes you tick, if you to say a mm -hmm. word, and uh, just get familiar with it. So one of the things that I've always opened with is I just asked the folks, you know, a little bit about your background. Can you tell us maybe you know, where you, where you grew up, schools, things like that. What What's sure. Lisa all about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew up in Pittsburgh, a suburb of Pittsburgh called Penn Hills. Oh, um, yeah. And we lived in Pittsburgh uh, until I went to college at Penn State in 1984. And... Um, after college, my husband and I moved to Maryland. Um, jobs took us there. So we lived in Maryland for a time. Um, and then when I got pregnant with our first child, we wanted to be back near family. So we moved back to Pittsburgh and lived uh, there until 1994. And, um, and since 1994, we've been here in Carlisle. So it's been 30 years now. Oh, wow. You've been at St. Pat's that long. That's, I didn't realize We that. started out at St. Catherine Drexel Church. We lived near there. And once our kids were out of the house, we uh, decided to downsize. And, and we also had a business uh, location in Carlisle. So we moved into the borough of Carlisle. And when we did that, we uh, started attending St. Patrick's in Carlisle. Well, well you said something, you know, you went to Penn Hills. It's it's interesting. My son played uh, football at Lower Dauphin. And in championship game, they played Penn Hills. Uh, yeah. Lo 
lost, but still, <laughs> yeah, played penthouse. Yeah, and we sort of, my wife and I sort of follow the same path as far as downsizing, and, and that's why we're basically at St. Catherine Drexel right now. So that's interesting. Now we had talked before, and and one something in your background that I find interesting was the fact that you're an engineer. Um, yes. And in what, yes. what capacity? What type of engineer are you? Well, I, my schooling was in petroleum and natural gas engineering. Um, wow. My brother took that path, and it it seemed to interest me, so I I followed in his footsteps. Um, but when I met my husband in college, um, we both were looking for jobs our senior year and and we knew we were going to be together we weren't married yet but we were in love and wanted to to plan our future together so uh, we just said whoever gets the first job the other person will follow and so um mark got a job in maryland and um and i followed and worked as a mechanical engineer at general motors oh, interesting uh, while we were in maryland so nice. and then uh, when we started to have our family, I stopped working. Um, and then in the year 2000, our kids were a little older, older and we got the opportunity to start our own business. So from 2000 until 2017, um, I worked side by side with my husband to uh, build Ritchie Engineering, which is a structural engineering company. And then in 2017, we merged with a bigger engineering company called Providence. Oh, and at that time, I I uh, decided to retire. <laughs> so I've been retired for seven years now. So oh, and enjoying retirement. Oh yes, yeah. very much so. People say, how, "How can you be any busier than when you work?" But when you're <sighs> retired, you are busy. That's for sure. Isn't that true? Yeah, but well, things you want to do, you know, things yes. that you, you find things value. that you choose. Yes, yes. Well, how many children do you have? We have two sons. Um, Christopher's 35 and Ian is 32. Mm -hmm. Follow in the engineer footsteps at all or? Um, sort of. Christopher is in the construction business. Um, he recently started his own company called True Construction. Um, and Ian took a different path and he is in the military. Um, nice. He's a pilot in the Air Force and um, a shout out to him because he's deployed right now. So we pray for him. Every yes. day, and I know a lot of our friends and family are always uh, praying for him. So Yes, yeah. Well, if there's a chance, let him know. Thank you. Thank him for his service. Really appreciate that. So as far, so far as your, 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 um, your Catholic faith, are you a cradle Catholic? or? Yes. Yep, I'm a cradle Catholic. My parents brought us up. We went to church every Sunday. We said grace before every meal. But we didn't really um, attend any holy days of obligation we didn't really um, read the bible that much um, rosaries were around but we didn't say rosaries as a family it was i don't know it's it wasn't a vibrant faith that i was brought up in yeah you know? well, i think that's that i think that's the path most of us follow you know mm -hmm. uh, from our home life i can certainly relate to that and even early in our marriage you know that our faith certainly wasn't as strong at least on my part as it is now so um it's 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 a nice feeling sometimes to sit back and realize that you are in this in this catholic faith with a lot of people and the stronger and the more involved you get in your parish it seems like that family just grows and grows and i think Crisio sort of reflects the same thing once it, once we get involved in Crisio, 
So it's it's good to hear. So so now you're at St. Pat's, and um, what type of activities are you doing there? Um, I'm part of the the reader ministry, so I lecture weekly and monthly. I am on the adult faith formation team that mm -hmm. picks um, topics or discussions that we have or Bible studies uh, throughout the year. Mm -hmm. um, and I enjoy going to women's fellowship when I can. It's, it's a weekly uh, get together with women to uh, discuss um, many different topics. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm on the adore schedule as well. Oh, okay. Um, so I go to Adoration Chapel at least uh, once a week. Well, yeah. What what hours do you have? I am three to four on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. My wife and I sort of oversee the one at St. Catherine Drexel, so I know the structure of that certainly, and and uh, finding people to uh, to participate and fill those hours. So I, you know, a couple things just to ask you, and I don't know, everybody doesn't have this, but do you have a favorite saint that you that you rely on or have in the I past? Do. I do. St. Ignatius of Loyola. Um, I feel drawn to his spiritual exercises. Mm. Um, and it, it's very uh, right-brained, I guess. It's very, the engineer in me relates mm -hmm. to it. And, um, and it's strict, uh, which, is, which is hard, but it's a challenge that I, um, that I feel drawn to. So, yeah. um, so I guess if I had to pick one, I'd say St. Ignatius of Loyola. Yeah. What you said about challenges, that, have there been any challenges in your life that you've, you've had to overcome and, and, and uh, relate how, that, how you did that, if, if there were? Yeah, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, many. And I think the, uh, the challenges are, are what bring us closer to Christ, for sure, mm -hmm. at least in my uh, experience. Um, I had some challenges early on with, um, with childbirth. Um, with my two kids, um, physical challenges that landed me in a wheelchair, bedridden with especially our second child, and different challenges, like I said, that it's too many to list. But uh, recently, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a breast cancer survivor. And soon after I went through that experience, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Okay. Um, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but things, things have turned out well, huh? Well, I was misdiagnosed, so oh. uh, so that's a wonderful blessing. But I guess my point in, in listing those things is to say that each one is what has led me closer and closer to a relationship with Christ. Oh, so. that's awesome. Well, we're going to take a break now, and then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Crucio and, and the effects that it's had on your life, and, and I'll add a little bit what effects it's had on my life, so... Uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Please stay tuned. This is Priscilla Corner. Okay, we're back with Lisa Ritchie, and uh, we talked a little bit earlier, Lisa, about you know your personal life and where you're at in your life. 
And so now I'd like to talk a little about Crucio. Uh, we mentioned that you know you're fairly new at Crucio. In fact, when did you make your Crucio? July twenty-two, the hundredth women's Crucio. Okay, so you were the big one. You were the hundredth. All right. Yeah. And uh, that was at Maria Wald, I believe. Maria Wald Retreat Center in Reading. Yep. Yeah. And uh, how many candidates do you have? Do you remember on that? Do you remember? Uh, I think there was twelve to. 16 something in the teens yeah, yeah. and I, what we want to do with, with this uh, Curcio Corner too is talk about a little bit different aspects of each of the Curcio movement in general but what I'd like to open with you is uh, since you're new to the movement can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved in it <laughs> probably somebody's knocking on your door for two years or three years um, or more but what finally had you decide you know maybe this is something I want to check out maybe it's something I I could, uh, could, could be helpful to me. I think it was the Holy Spirit. Um, mm. I did have, my sponsor had been pecking away at me, as you <laughs> said, for a while. And each Curcio opportunity passed by. And I, I said, no, no, probably said no three times. But then uh, through prayer, I think the Holy Spirit led me to uh, the Curcio that I attended. And now you mentioned your sponsor, so uh, you're still up. Your sponsor was from, from St. Pat's? Yes. Yeah. So you're still in contact with your sponsor, which is very important. So on the weekend itself, so you show up, you know, um, and, and one of the goals of, of this Curcio Corner is to talk about different aspects without letting folks know specifically what goes on, because that's okay. that's part of the weekend and that's part of the impact right. of the weekend. But you know, as with most people, uh, when you first walk in, you're like, uh, what am I doing here? You know, mm -hmm. because they're, the expectation you, are all over the place. So as you, you know, walk through those doors and signed in at that registration desk, uh, where, where was your mindset? Right around there. It was, it was uh, all over the place. You're not sure what's going to happen. You're not sure what the weekend's going to entail. It's, uh, you know, two nights and two and a half days, I guess. You're thinking, how am I going to sleep in a strange bed with, uh, you know, a roommate or more than one roommate? And what what's going to happen? You know, how are we going to fill our days? And so there was a little anxiety, but I think my sponsor did a great job in just instilling in me that um, just to trust trust the the uh, the people that were putting the Curcio on um, mm -hmm. and the people um, that were praying for mm -hmm. us and just the whole experience just trust in the holy spirit that he would uh he would provide peace through it all you know yeah. so did you have expectations going into the weekend no i i tried to stay open-minded i didn't really uh have expectations one way or another i think i just tried to go with an open heart and an open mind you know you mentioned you mentioned the people there and there's certainly a lot of high points to the weekend. But one that comes back constantly when I speak to people is the team. Uh, mm -hmm. How the team uh, interacts with the candidates, that the candidates really feel, especially as the weekend goes on, very comfortable and, and uh, very much appreciative of, of what the team does. So yes, can, can, can you talk a little bit about what the effect may have had on your weekend or what the weekend had effect on your life? It's hard to put into words. Um, I guess it, it, without trying to divulge too much of what goes on in the weekend, I guess it propelled me to do more. 
it propelled me to be more um, deliberate in how I practice my faith and also in the action that I take to uh, to help others come to know Jesus and to know to know that God is love and, and I guess I just wanted to to share love I think when I when I thought about it it just gave me joy and I just felt like I then wanted to share that joy with others oh a, yeah and, and uh, so explain now are, are you active in Curcio and and to what extent I uh, am part of a Curcio group we meet once a week and mm-hmm. that is truly been one of the many uh, blessings that I've gotten from Perseo is the grouping that we do. Um, the people in my group are wonderful. They have become my sisters and we hold each other accountable and we share with each other our ups and our downs and, and lead each other in ways um, that we wouldn't know about if we didn't have each other. The grouping itself is, um, is very important. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know that, and we talked about this earlier and we were preparing for this, is, you know, that you, you've stepped forward and with others, I would imagine, and tried to uh, start your own Altraeus at, at St. Catherine Drexel. Can you fill us in a little bit on, on that process and how that went and how it's going? Yeah, it's at St. Patrick's in Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had heard that there used to be an Altraeus at St. Patrick's um, years ago, um, but because I guess of people um, not stepping up to to lead it, um, it kind of, I think someone had moved away, the, the people that were in charge. So with my, my fellow grouping sisters, uh, we talked about it and um, we said, we can, we can start an Altrea at St. Pat's. We can, we can try this. So yeah, there was a team and um, we worked to, get it set up through the diocese and, and with St. Patrick's. And we started it. It's the second Monday of every month, 6.30 to 7.45. And our first one was this month on February 12th. And it was well attended. And and hopefully uh, people that came got something out of it. And we're hoping that it, we can just keep growing it and growing. Yeah, very good. Now, you mentioned it's at St. Pat's, but uh, Patrick's, but... Where specifically? Where where would people go? It's in in the Worrell Social Hall, uh, which is part of the school. So they would park in the back parking lot of the church and um, go through uh, the school entrance into the Worrell Social Hall. So it seems like, you know, as mentioned earlier in my opening, that Curcio is is growing and it's active. And uh, that's a good thing and, and appreciate you being part of that. Can you pick out some point of the weekend or your involvement so far that, that's had an effect on your life or even your spirituality? I think what you what you get out of the weekend is a is a keen understanding of how strong God's love is and that you can always trust no matter what happens in your challenges or your trials or tribulations that, that God is always there and that he has a, a purpose, he has a reason. Uh, for things happening the way they do. And when you think about that and you you embrace that, um, it just makes life easier, more peaceful. And then when you feel that, you just want to share that with others. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, you know, moving forward, I think, you know, that's why we wanted to start Altrea is we felt strongly about 
that view and we wanted others to feel the same. That's, that's certainly the purpose. And, and I know when I made my weekend, one thing that really impacted me was the idea that really that is ingrained in you is and developed the ability to let go and let God. And that is difficult uh, in many times. But I think the weekend, and I know the weekend for me, helped me to develop that process, that to do whatever you can do. Uh, but there comes a point where you must lean on Christ, you must lean on God and put him in his hands. Do you find the same thing with you? Yes, exactly. And and we talked about, you know, we talk in Curcio about the three-legged stool of piety, study, and action. Mm-hmm. And and when you think about that and incorporate those uh, concepts into your daily and weekly and monthly life, the more, the closer you do come to Christ and, and the more you're able to see uh, that he's there always and the more you're able to let go and trust that um, he has our best interests in his heart. And so I think it's important to think and remember about those, those three, those three concepts, piety, study, and action. Yeah. Yeah. There's certainly a solid foundation of of the weekend and and of the movement. So it's something that we cursor asked this consistently reach back and and use those in, in different aspects of our life and in our environment. So it's been wonderful talking to you. Uh, we've we've run out of time, so I'd just like to thank you again, Lisa, and, and if possible, maybe in the future, you can come back and visit again. Yes. Thank you, Bill. Oh, you're welcome. But before we go, um, and unfortunately our time is up, I want to thank Lisa again for spending time with us today. But before we do, sign off, I want to remind everybody that you can find out more information about the Harrisburg Diocese Curcio Movement here at Harrisburg Diocese Curcio Movement.org. If you have any questions about anything with Curcio and would like more information or just talk, you can reach out to me at Bill Benning. That's Bill B671 at Verizon.net. In closing for Curcio Corner, until we meet again, be well, God bless, and de Calores. De Calores.